Welcome to episode 5 of No Major Opinions. This episode we're going to do the uh, awards of the 2010s, 2010s speedrun awards of the decade. Insert Oscars clap here. Before we get to that, uh guess we can give an update. Uh, my update would be, I guess, I, I got the the new mic, the B setup that I'm using right now. My uh, audio interface is a bit busted, so like the left side it, of like the stereo signal is just like static, so I have it panned to the right right now. I, I'll need a new interface for that, but other than that, it's the mic itself is fine. Yeah, now we're all on neat B mics, which is pretty cool, so maybe we'll even sound uniform or something. Yeah. That, that, that could be amazing. Although now they got purchased by Turtle Beach, so it's like, oh, now we're on Turtle Beach mics. That's not as cool. Yeah, that was a bummer reading that. But oh well. Uh, I'll give an update. Uh, I just got my um, uh, testing results, and, and, and apparently I'm negative still. So hey, don't no COVID-19 in, in, in my nice. house so far. Hooray. I wasn't sure what you were tested for. A, a, a few <laughs> things raced through my mind for a moment, like, holy shit, what? <laughs> <laughs> but no, still good. Still, still, still doing well. How about you, Aries? I also have a B. I don't know if I had the B last podcast. I might have still been on my lot one, but I definitely have a B this time. I'm trying to work on my uh, streaming stuff. If you guys don't know, I run a capture wiki called R3. Find it at r3.fyi. And I've one of my goals for this year is to actually do more with it so people can ask less questions about how do I do this or how do I do that? And it's like, no, but this is like the optimal way to get it. So it's going to involve some video editing, but we'll, we'll see if I can actually make some content this year. See how that goes. Yeah. Tech QA and like troubleshooting is kind of just a general pain in the ass for not, not mm -hmm. to stream, but any kind of recording. Uh, the only other like uh resource for that was like the SDA knowledge base. And even that's like, kind of outdated yeah it is pretty cool how many people jump into the in, into r3 and like they already have a data path and they like they're already ready to go and it's just not working cr quite right so like they're looking up something before they jump in there right so but th but it's pretty cool yeah like word of mouth from other people stuff like that this discord server that we have which is linked on the website uh has 236 members right now and uh like, I can see it because I own the server, but um, I have nice little roles in there so you can tag, like, what capture card you use and if, like, if you use an OSSC or a retro tank and stuff. And it, it there's a lot of data path people. How many are still on, like, the uh, Dazzle DVC 100? Oh, I think everyone chucks those in the garbage at this point. <laughs> and the, uh, there's another one of the uh, old, like, easy captures. Oh, uh, the easy caps, yeah. Easy caps. I remember the first GDQ I went to, GDQ 2012, the... Uh, the guy who does like the background STA stuff or some of the background stuff, Nate, he literally like shipped like a box full of like the good easy caps. There's like a Chinese knockoff and like the good one. He shipped like a box of them to Uyama to bring there and just to like hand out to people. That's kind of what I want to do next time we have a live event where I'll hopefully have an, enough of them prepared. But there's like this budget scaler called the GBSC, GBS Control. Anybody remembers they're like, there was like this arcade scaler that only took an RGB component and it kind of sucked because it, it, when it scaled, it would be like those blurring filters where it would smooth out the pixels and it would treat 240p as 40i. So like if your character is supposed to flicker because they got hit and invincibility frames, they would just disappear half the time because it wasn't treating the video correctly. But there is like custom firmware for it now. And 
when you build it yourself, it is really cheap. When you try to buy it pre-made right now, it's the cost of an OSSC. So my goal next time, like I, I have the chance is to just have a stack of these scalers and just hand them out to speedrunners and be like, here, improve your setup for the love of God. <laughs> and that way, when, when we, when we want to do more events, it'll be like, oh, you're going to be there. We'll bring that scaler I freaking gave you. So that way we can have some decent, you know, capture stuff going on too. So yeah, I remember we're talking about like uh, one thing that GDQs and all the other like speedrun things lack as far as like a convention is some kind of like uh, hardware merchandise, like having like the uh, boost of like people selling, you know, controller input display stuff, all that good stuff. Like ha having that would be cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like a merchandising booth and stuff like that. Yeah, vendor yeah. area beyond just like t-shirts and stuff like that. Something that's like I think speedrunners would really appreciate it if there was a vendor area. And it's like, oh well, I'm you know I can buy a controller while I'm here. I don't have to bring one with me, and the one will be good that I've been meaning to buy. Or like, oh, I can just buy this capture card or microphone or whatever the hell, right? So yeah, some of the uh the more niche stuff like uh controller input displays and then like mods for uh consoles like nest hdmi and 64 hdmi all that stuff like a dedicated vendor for that would be awesome especially if something like gdq where there's a lot of actual spectators and stuff like that like there's probably some kids who'd want to walk away with like a full rgb setup for their snes so they can, you know jump into super metroid and a link to the past <laughs> and stuff like that i could definitely see that someone could really hit up that, that I market one of the gdqs I remember that somebody set up an RGB, just an RGB setup, and they were like showcasing the different qualities and stuff. I, I think it was just like a group of people decided to do that. It wasn't a panel or anything like that. It was kind of like the early days of GDQ doing that. But I think a dedicated setup for that at events would be really cool. So that way you understand like, well, this is what you normally use, but this is what like we use. And this is why our stuff looks a lot better. But so to get that, you know, you could invest in that or do that, right? Mm -hmm. So you could even have like a a controller splitter hooked up. So you have like two a controller going to two different SNESs. Uh, one's like you know composite. One's the the nice shit. It's kind of the idea that I was talking about with the with like the 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 record stations. But honestly, just like stations in general, in a room that people can access for like a scheduled amount of time like that, where like. You could even go explain it to them. And, you know, it's like, here you go. This is how you set it up. Yeah, right? just uh, station specifically or just recording. Like, here yeah. you go here to record some, if you want, nice recording mm -hmm. of something. I mean, that's kind of why with our NASA events, every single VOD actually has a dedicated game-only track. So with the 1440p VODs that we have, I specifically have it in the back of my mind. If anybody ever wants to take their gameplay footage and just cut it, so it's only the game that is in the full resolution. It will not look like garbage. And there's a game only audio track too. So you don't need the commentary that's going with it. It's kind of like STA back in the day where you would have the, uh, just the game. There's no commentary or anything like that. So that way if people needed that sort of content, they could do that. By the way, if you need your VOD in that quality, just let me know. But I think having a dedicated room for that would be super sick. I remember, uh, the uh, Stansky's 1812 where it's like the game audio is track one and then like his commentary is track two and it I, I, I'm i pretty sure that's like still up the uh, whoever has the the record was beaten I think by Mike 89 it's been beaten since but I don't know if it's been up like the SDA runs been updated where I, I guess it'll be my like my host recommendation is like 
listen to Stansky's 1812 commentary because it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, why don't we transition into host recommendations right now? I guess, yeah, that's my uh, recommendation there. Because I actually, I, I know what my recommendation is. So, Aries, you better be thinking of one or have one in mind for next time. I got time. one. Don't worry. Don't worry. Nice, nice. Yeah. So, I finally watched Vampire's Kiss, the Nicolas Cage movie, where, like, he thinks that he's a vampire. Or, like, maybe he actually is a vampire. I mean, it's got Nicolas Cage. It has to be entertaining. <laughs> it is top-tier Nicolas Cage. Like, he goes... <laughs> Like he, he plays uh, e- either an insane person or a legitimate vampire who goes insane. So one of the two. He, he's not he's not sane throughout the whole, you know, his character. It, it, it's hilarious. It's pretty dark. Like, it's dark humorous stuff. But I couldn't believe some of the scenes were like, oh, my God, it's just captivating how 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 crazy he was acting. It was, it was Top yes. tier keynote. Some stuff. of my favorite Nicolas Cage shit is where he has the darker comedy. Like the in Kick Ass, where like uh, him and his daughter and like the, the weird relationship they have. Oh, yeah, that was. Or she's like, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, getting. When they shot, it didn't hurt as much. And he's like, that's because I used high velocity rounds, sweetie. Like all those jokes of like, this guy is insane. Those are great. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like he, he, he legitimately ate a cockroach three times to get the right take like a real cockroach oh wow like that old school fear factor shit like you can see him chewing it like and he's not enjoying it <laughs> what's other nicholas cage craven movies drive angry and uh face off kind of that was one of his earlier like genuine that was the start of his like crazy series of movies dude the the one with the airplane and he's Con like Air. Con- yeah. yes that one's great Put <laughs> good <booty> movie <laughs> oh. why didn't you put the money <laughs> the only unfortunate thing is that like right after watching it you know i watched it on a streaming service and then i was like oh you know how much is the blu-ray and it's like for some reason it seems to be like like one of the like the regions that doesn't count for north america is like 80 dollars or some shit and then the one that's like it's like a split with like another movie called i think high spirits and that's like going for like hundreds of dollars on ebay and it's like what what the hell no wow. one's taking care of the film apparently i don't know and then the dvd was like Fifty dollars. I was like, "What? How?" Con Air. It's like, yeah, I, I, I guess it's like, yeah. The only people who care about it are people who like like the the cheesy Nicolas Cage movies. I was talking about Vampire's Kiss, but yeah, I don't oh, know yeah, about Con Air. But yeah, I was I was surprised. I, I thought it would just be like super available because it's like hilarious, but no. <laughs> But yeah, that's my recommendation. What about you, Aries? So my recommendation, I wanted to say Lupin at first because I've that just came out and I actually watched it in French with French subtitles to, re- and to only to realize, hey, I can actually remember the eight years of French that I took throughout grade school and high school. But my real recommendation is actually Love, Death, and the Robots, which is also on Netflix, and I think season two is coming out soon. It is really good. I watched the first season. Yeah, it's like an anthology. Each episode's different. Yeah, if anybody remembers Animatrix, how it was just like a bunch of little shorts, that's what Death, Love, and Robots is, but... Similar vibe, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's the sci-fi stuff. Some episodes are not so great, but other ones are like really good. There's none where I like regret, wa- I regret the time I spent watching it. Like, it was just that boring. No, yeah, they're all entertaining. Apparently, about half of them are based off of science fiction short stories from some sort of book and author, which would explain why some of them are just really good. Yeah, because, uh, like, uh, a lot of, like, the best sci-fi movies, even, like, Blade Runner. Yeah, Isaac Asimov. I Robot, yeah. yeah, Isaac Asimov, yeah. They're, they're like, uh, you know, from, like, mid 
20th century sci- sci-fi authors. Yeah, um, I forget what I was doing. I was just watching movies with my brother on my like ghetto projector setup. And afterwards, I was like, well, we kind of need something to watch because it's too early to go to bed yet. And then we were scrolling through Netflix and he's like, oh, that was a great one. And I'm like, what? And then he's like, wait, you haven't watched it yet? And I'm like, no. He's like, oh, dude. And then he just literally stole the keyboard and he's like, we're watching it now. So I bit, I didn't go to sleep that night. I think I went to bed at like 8 a.m. because I just binged the whole series at once. But it was really good. Do recommend it. Go watch it. So moving right along to some news segments. Not really any news with the podcast. I mean, th- this episode's obviously going to come out a little bit late, even though it's meant for January. So, yeah, shit happens. But nothing else really happening. We have new mics. That's the news. As far as NASA news, though, just just the way the world's going, we're probably going to have to postpone NASA 2021 to 2022, like we postponed last year's. I mean, even even the ho- if the hotel would be like, yeah, we'd still, if they were still willing to host it, like it'd probably just not be a good idea to do it this year. Yeah, I mean, I was talking with the sales manager at my work, and he was mentioning that he doesn't think things will go, quote unquote, back to normal until August, September. So I'm probably staying at home until August, September. Yeah, we'll see what the venue says and see if, you know, if we can postpone, that's great. If uh, we can't, we'll work it out with them and then make look for another venue, I guess. But there's no reason really that we we see that they wouldn't postpone it, right? Yeah, things are not looking good right now. If they let us do it last year, they'll probably let us do it this year. Yeah, so. Especially with, um, not to get super political, but we're definitely going to have some delays in our quote-unquote going back to normal with the whole vaccination Pfizer delays and all that stuff so there is just always something that's in the way so I highly doubt that things will be at a good enough point for us to have it in person yeah so we'll probably look at doing like another like online variation of some sort we'll work it out we'll get we'll get some details together and see what we can put together who's interested and whatnot we speaking of online marathons we are thinking of having a multiplayer online marathon in around march we've been kind of swinging the idea around in our discord so far the feedback has been very positive so i think we'll go ahead with it but if you guys have any ideas towards that we would love to hear it i can see not just like multiplayer co-op speedruns is kind of like the main idea going behind it some if there's like a uh, like a competitive race thing, if there's, I don't know, some kind of interactivity, it could be interesting. Yeah, two but I could even one see controller. like I could even see like just, uh, just like an exhibition thing, like just two people really good at Bomberman just playing, like duking it out, like a match for a few minutes could be fun for a while. Shit like that. Yeah, anything with a teammate. Yeah, like like a teammate or an adversary, as long as it's like. You know, like two people playing one game is the idea. As far as uh, news of other speedrun events, uh, AGDQ 2021 going virtual, which isn't surprising. I mean, pretty much everyone that's doing events has has to. Yeah, I didn't catch a lot of it. So I, I, caught, like a, I caught a few runs, but I didn't really watch too much of it. I I was working at the time, though, so I think I watched two runs. I was I was speaking of it in the past tense because I didn't know it already happened. I I'm not. <laughs> familiar with the gdq it, 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 it just recent like a week or two ago as of recording this yeah pretty recently because they do it at like the beginning of january i thought i just saw people getting accepted for it and they were like yeah so i'm uh, yeah i'm way out of the loop 
I also got to give a shout out to their pre-show that I, I, I did watch it. It was because it's one of the first things they put on their YouTube and I did watch their uh, GDQ pre-show thing that they did. I thought it was clever. I enjoyed it. I think it's the first one that I've watched and I didn't actually cringe at all. I was like, damn, they actually put some good amount of effort into this. It's enjoyable. All right. Should we get into our Q&A section? Let's do it up. So if you do have questions for us at all, or any of the hosts who might be on in the future, you can always check out our uh, Bombshell link at the description of wherever you're probably listening at, and hit us up. It's a Google form, and send your question in. But today, we have two questions, and the first one is, what are your opinions on virtual YouTubers? Uh, I haven't seen any. I've seen clips. They seem funny, some of them. I've also seen clips. Um, I've seen Akai Hato mostly. Yeah, mostly it, I, clips it's of her. like I've seen clips of like two different like I I think it's meant to be like a like a a Japanese girl who makes funny noises. Yeah, they're like all anime pretty much. Like yeah, that's pretty much the the thing. And the weird part about them is like, it would, and I guess this is pretty typical for like Japan business stuff, but they're, they're all very corporate. Like they're all put behind a. Uh, um, a business that from like that like works in Japan and like puts out all this art and does the 3D modeling and helps them do like voice acting stuff and all and all this and that and they're like in these like big groups that are um, sort of conglomerate as far as like getting being taken care of by this agency I guess basically I guess it makes sense because like their their industry beyond behind like animation and all that kind of entertainment stuff is like a huge thing compared to yeah at least Canada I mean. There are Hatsune Miku concerts. Hatsune Miku isn't even a real person. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of the, the uh, a similar thing, but, like, you know, she was a Vocaloid program beforehand. And yes. then, like, you know, got turned into anime, essentially. <laughs> um, but, but, but but these, the, 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 this is more like they're, they're, they're taking the, the streamer shtick and adding anime to it, as well as, like, the backing <laughs> of, like, a Japanese music industry type agency where, like, you know, they got to stream regularly. They got to hit the numbers. They get, you know, we're, we're making you do this song now. Oh, you you know, you're going to get promoted into this new tier of our thing and, and, and blah, blah, blah. Like they, they've even been doing recruitment for uh, English speaking um, VTubers and stuff like that. Well, now too. I, guess, I guess, yeah, that's a separate, like, because as far as like the entertainment industry, like most of the best video games since video games have been a thing have like been from Japan. And that it's like, it makes sense. They'd want to get it on streaming. But then there's like mm-hmm. the like the idol culture around like K-pop and J-pop where it's like it's kind of predatory and they've like yeah it, it's like the, I, that's where I eventually wanted that, to get that's to. That's the too. part I don't like. Those communities scare me. And it's and it's corporate backed creepiness yeah. though too. Like it's like it's all like they like procedurally like all right you got to do this right you know and and like because they all start out in like ASMR. And doing like those sorts of videos and stuff on YouTube because it's really easy to make and like because it's just noises on a on a, on a mic, you know. Um, and then they like uh, slowly move into like gaming and they start playing GTA and you know all all these other games and like and then they become these like personalities and now they can do songs and then they can do all you know anything essentially because oh it's the cute anime girl who's doing it. They they have the same thing on Twitch now too with like Project Melody. <laughs> And Nanners moved over into becoming a, a VTuber. Um, and the, there's like a whole like, I forget the name of the group, but there's like essentially a VTuber agency is on Twitch as well at this point. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like interesting that like the like the cape, like the idol industry there. It's like I think it's like what it needs most is some kind of union thing or like protection for like the actual 
you know, singers or musicians. So they're not like abused by these weird corporate heads. And then mm-hmm. it's like the extension, like, like VTuber union, like virtual people having a union for like a, a composed of like, you know, the people, uh, the, the people who, like make the streams happen and shit like that. That's a, it's a, fuck. That's a weird concept to me. I don't know. The beyond the corporate side of VTubing, I know that there's a lot of people who just are trying to be VTubers now. And I think that's kind of fine in a way because A, you're not really corporate, but B, some people just don't want to show themselves on camera or in their content. I, I kind of treat it the same way as if they're just have like a character or drawing. Just like I know some people on YouTube, like Saber Spark, he doesn't use his real face. It's just like a drawing of him. And a lot of content creators do that because they don't want to actually show themselves. So a VTuber persona is, I guess, an evolution of that. It's kind of like the face rig stuff from before. I mean, that's what they're using, just with like really advanced 3D models yeah, yeah, yeah. of, you know, their character. There's some Twitch personalities who even have their own like 3D models for that exact yes. reason. Like they don't want to be on camera anymore, but they just, you know, you get more views if you are. So now they've got the virtual me. Code Miko is actually probably the most popular example of that. I've seen bits and clips there and I watched a highlight of her interview with Wubby. But yeah, her and Project base. Melody do like the full body yeah and i think it's i think it's really cool as at least from her perspective because she's definitely doing a lot of the chat interactions and stuff like that and she interviews people in that sense too and i think using the vtuber for those kind of concepts is really cool but as soon as you start getting to like the super corporate stuff it's just like uh, i'm gonna back away basically weird creepy rich people I don't like them. I think it's fine if you like the content, but the the business side behind it, I find really fascinating and and like a little grimy in some places. Yeah, it can, it can be downright predatory and abusive. Like I know that some some of them got banned. Like the the agency banned them from streaming because they said some like weird shit about like Taiwan or whatever. You know, like there's you know that weird China relationship and oh yeah, their Chinese audience got mad. It was a Blizzard thing where some uh, one of the someone during a thing was just like made a comment about Hong Kong, like free Hong Kong or something. And yeah. That was and like then they got a banned. Huge deal. <laughs> Cause yeah. Like blizzard in China, the relationship they have is another giant, like, Oh, I, I don't even know. how. <laughs> yeah. I really hate blizzard, but and not to get super into it, but on one hand, blizzard is like, no, we don't allow any politics. And then on the other hand, they're like, okay, so there's this political issue. And it's like, cause okay. yeah, is it like a, a huge part of their income is from China, right? Yeah. Exactly. So it's like they can't really afford, like, from a corporate standpoint, they can't afford to, like, lose, you know, uh, same with Steam. They can't afford to, like, lose that source of income or, like... One thing I realized, actually, with VTubers as well, is that it will probably end up in the same place as voice acting. Take a look at uh, Bugs Bunny, for example. That character has been around for a while. The original voice actor, Mel Blanc, is dead. But yet we still have a Bugs Bunny voice and there's still new Bugs Bunny content. So at what point will a VTuber just like retire, but they'll still exist because they just sell it off and get a new voice actor, right? And that's way more preferable than like the uh, Star Wars thing where the guy who played a character in one of the original Star Wars movies, they like brought back his literal like his likeness for the movie. And that's like resurrecting an like an actual like person. Oh, Peter Cushing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that to me that that was just creepy. Yeah, the deep fake stuff. It's like, man, but if it's like, you know, a fictional character, it's like, all right, not a problem. Well, more likely actually might be that they decide that that voice actor person is, is, you know, controversial in some way. And then they replace them, 
you know, with someone else to play that character that they used to do virtually. And unless it leaks out, nobody will really know. Unless they have like, yeah, they could modulate the voice or like get them like very, very similar to the point where like no one really notices or whatever. But I haven't heard of that actually happening. But like since you brought it up, it's like, oh, yeah, that could be a thing. There's an episode <laughs> of Black Mirror that's like this, the, the <laughs> like blue teddy bear dude or whatever the fuck, where it's like the voice of the, the guy voicing it. He's like, man, I fucking hate my job my life and what i'm doing so it's like that yeah it's it's, it's a weird concept that's st- steadily becoming a reality all right second question who is the most dead srg runner shadow jackie this one literally has a correct answer boom <laughs> like it is and always has been is shadow jackie more dead than srg right now yes uh, uh, like that that's his thing that, 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 then yeah that can only be the correct answer because yeah <laughs> He's always been the most dead. And, and I know there's a joke y'all want to say. Don't say it. <laughs> so let's get into our main topic for tonight. <laughs> oh, fuck. So coming at you from the decade of 2010 to 2020, the Speed of the Decade Awards. How many awards do we have? We had a lot of good feedback. Well, yeah, quite a few because they're not just like, not to people, but even just like games or the best speed runner, the best accent of a speed runner. We got a lot. Everything you'd want. But let's not beat about in the bush. Let's just get right to it. Runner of the decade. There's a lot of nominations here. You get like Saglemic when the, he streamed like every day in like, all, like the summer of 2013 and that got like a shit ton of people. Into like, oh, speedrunning is a thing. SM64 looks fun. Uh, Narcissa as well is like super, played a lot of games, did a lot of shit. Went Reddit viral. Reddit viral. Uh, same with Trihex, where he's like, he's not as like, uh, he, has, he hasn't like, you know, slammed as many records down. But as far as like influence, getting like, you know, spreading the word of speedrunning, he's like definitely up there. Same with Darby. And, but uh when you talk about speedrun of the decade from like an athletic point of view or where it's like, who's accomplished the most, uh, I, I, my, I, I gotta give it to Dugong. He has the most uncontested records there is several games. No one's even tried contesting it. Like he just has world records out the ass and he's been doing it a long time. Uh, he's, he's good at it. I, 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 I'd have to say the winner would be Dugong. Congratulations, Dugong speedrunner of the decade. Woo. That was terrible. Cut that. <laughs> <laughs> next up speedrunning is a lot of it like a performance and then like tasks i guess are created but there's also like the the brains behind it where people routing it who uh, are usually unsung heroes but let's give a shout out with the award router of the decade sock folder found a bunch of tricks and shit in like pretty much every zelda game well, at least the 3d ones omni gamer literally wrote a book on the topic of routing chronic who's found some stuff in n64 games and a few or other 3d platformers and then it's like there's probably a bunch of task people but i'm I, i'm not really like i don't know much shit in the task community yeah we don't really know i'll just give a placeholder for like <laughs> all 
all of the task community if you want to name malio has done some cr- pretty crazy stuff if you follow him on twitter oh task malio yeah he even made like a, a program so people so he could uh crowdsource crunching the routing for paper mario thousand year door so it was basically like blockchain routing you could just share your computer and it would try to calculate what the best result would be like come on that's pretty cool damn Damn, I, I, I was going to say the reward would probably have to like go de facto to Omnigamer for having like the book about it. As well, it's just like he had a thread on SDA before of like the theory behind routing of like how you would approach routing like any speedrun of any game, like any genre, which is probably the progenitor of his book. Omnigamer routed the human element. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, we have to give it to Omnigamer. Yeah, congratulations, Omnigamer. Router of the decade. And by his book, by the way, it's actually pretty good. Hardcover. I don't even think it comes in soft cover. Mine came hardcover. I bought it. All right. Next up, speedrun of the decade. Now for this one, that's not. We don't have any nominees. We're just gonna announce the winner because it's literally we're just objectively the fastest one. Where's an egg by ellipsis? One processor cycle. You literally can't get faster than that. This is the most badass run of the decade by far. That's fast. Yep. Because like I think we should. Because you know. Uh, computers have different like process like clock speeds or whatever timing stuff by processor cycles instead of like seconds or whatever the fuck it makes sense and this one's just fucking one how can you beat that boss and now i haven't really done much like racing or srl shit in the past like five years but in the earlier part of the decade srl was like the hot shit uh racing games was all about it so we're gonna have to give a shout out to that with racer of the decade Another uncontested one, the winner is Ness Kamikaze, like, easy. There's a lot of people who have, like, you know, weeks of weeks played on, like, the SRL thing, or someone who's got a lot of wins in, like, Binding of Isaac or, like, a two or three games, but Ness was, like, he was boss as shit at, like, a shit ton of games. Like, you could challenge him, and he'll probably beat you in whatever game you pick. Congratulations, Ness Kamikaze, racer of the decade. Next up, we have Fraud of the Decade. Nominated for Fraud of the Decade, we have Lee SDA, Exo, Cody Miller, Todd Rogers, and last but not least, Billy Mitchell. Now, Exo is probably the least fraudy here because, like, he's been to events and, like, actually played games. He is, like, good at video games. It was just, like, he recorded, like, a game in multiple, a few games he recorded in multiple segments and stitched it together as if it was real-time, when it was technically time attack, not real-time attack. So it's, like, it's worth mentioning, because it's, like, the a lot of people were, like, knew his, like, Super Meat Boy run. That was, like, it was, like, one of the more popular, you know, uh, videos that turned out to be, like, oh, this isn't, like, he did perform it, but it's not real-time attack, so it's, like... It was, like, a benchmark, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cody Miller is just all around famous for the Halo bullshit, and all the... Uh, j- just being... <laughs> Uh, if you've seen his runs at GDQs, they've all been uh, something to watch. I remember the, I was, I think it was AGQ 2012, I was watching the stream, I don't know, it had to be 2011 because I was at 2012, where it's like, uh, he was in the background watching and some guy was like explaining a trick, like talking, and Cody just like looked at him, he's like, who are you talking to? <laughs> and the guy was like, uh, we're streaming this, and he's like, oh! <laughs> and I, I almost like, that. I almost shit myself, like, it was the funniest shit I've ever seen. 
He's like the king of being unaware. Yeah. We should give some context for this. So Exo uh, was found cheating uh, run of Super Meat Boy. Cody Miller, I'm pretty sure, was found just not knowing how to run Halo 2. I I, th- I, I think he's actually like, he did some shit where it was like genuinely not just being shit at it, but actually being like fraudulent. Yeah, I think he's some, like his runs were spliced or something like that. Something or, like that. In either case, he went to a GDQ to play either Halo 1 or Halo 2. And it was so bad and so overestimate, Halo did not get in for a very, very, oh, very yeah, long time. Oh, yeah, for years, until uh, Mr. Monopoly did it. Yeah. Uh, Todd Rogers, fucking 454, the legend himself, and Billy Mitchell. The human element. These guys, these guys are pretty famous, but, like, Lee SDA, come on. During a, a live marathon online, he streamed controller cam of his own hands to a, a pre-recorded video and he's just playing along and no like for years like no one bothered like uh watching it to be like oh th- these inputs he's doing on camera have uh, like no correlation to the video <laughs> like <laughs> the fucking giga chad energy this dude has i don't even like i have like no animosity or hatred that's just badass it's funny it's just really <laughs> funny how like when these things nowadays if these things happen i feel there's enough eyes that somebody would catch it but it took a while for it to come out that yeah i i totally did not do that run and yeah there was like several runs where it's like there was like a mountain of evidence like readily available like right there it's like oh this is fake as shit and just no one bothered like looking at it yeah the nice thing about lee sdas is that he kind of did it just to have fun with his friends and so it, it like there's not like malice behind it really or there's not like he didn't really claim like a record yeah, or something gaining yeah. cloud or some kind he just of had like an, an insane marathon run where he was hitting like the most like crazy shit ever and it's because he wasn't really doing it and yeah and it's like he, he's done runs like not uh, like in person at gdqs where it's like uh it's like yeah he can't like he can't speed run it's just the the, the runs that he did were fake they're like they were just funny. <laughs> it's not there. It's like, I, I, yeah, I don't know why anyone would even hate him just because it's like the, like the Chad energy required to pull that stunt off, uh, which is why I got to say the winner of that is Lee SDA is as boss as the whole Todd Rogers human element is like Lee SDA is just like fucking hilarious to me. Congratulations, Lee SDA fraud of the decade. And that's, uh, yeah, that's the fraud is uh, used here as like a term of respect, not a uh, term of hate, just uh, in case anyone wants to. Yes, well played, gentlemen. Well played. You did good. And related to that instant karma award, this is the people who delivered, uh, you know, found the fraud or pointed him out. First, uh, Tas Malio, who uh, if you've seen the thing where like a uh, guy run, uh, Chibi running a thousand year door did like a. a I, like a fake yeah he had like a thing where it's like did a jump that you shouldn't be able to do and just in chat he just called him on it right there just instant fucking like calling bullshit and he looked into it and it was bullshit and just the look on the runner's face it's like he knew he fucked up it, that was some funny shit the second nominee omni gamer for reverse engineering an entire game to prove that todd rogers could not have gotten the 454 like the whole dragster drama that was like a huge thing but uh it was like drawn out over you know several hundred pages on the fucking twin galaxies thread and it's like there's a lot of people involved in that beyond him so i want to say it's just tasmalio just the 
how crisp and like singular the event was. I want to give it to him. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Congratulations, Taz Malio. Instant karma award for calling out that nice jump. I think that's the what he said in in chat. Was like, that's a nice jump or something like that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I know exactly what part of the game it was now. Yeah. Yeah, where uh, they re- it was like the the door skip where it's like you get a battle mid start a battle mid air and then jump the moment that you like come back in control. Yeah. Next up, we have best new speed game, and the nominees are Dust Force, uh, Dark Souls, Celeste. V V V V V V, Bastion, Ori in the Woods, Blind Forest, you dumb fuck. <laughs> uh, Ori in the Blind Forest, whatever. <laughs> Super Mario Odyssey, and what's SMB? Super Su- oh, Super Meat Boy, right. Now these games all have like these like sizable communities, a bunch of things for it. F- for me, I, I like I want to say the the best new speed game should just be behind like the the volume of like speed tech involved. So I'd say it'd be like a tie between Dust Forced and Celeste. I don't know if you guys disagree or not. All right. It's a little difficult for me because I'm not really within any of these communities. So it's hard to say which game I think is actually like the best speed game. But they're popular for a reason, right? Like Yeah, like Super Mario Odyssey isn't just popular because it's Mario. Oh, it's like it's, it's a good game. Yeah. Unironically, uh, Odyssey is really epic when you see some of the tricks that they do with the throwing of the hat and everything else. It, it, it's just like. They came up with a mechanic and it works really well towards speedrunning. But I think in reality, the winner's just going to have to be. Okay, so best speed game community. Up first for the nominations. F-Zero, Dust Force. Dust Force because it's like there's a lot of people speedrunning it. They also have like the Atlas level editor. And there's people making like actually good levels and me making shitty levels to this day. Uh, Speed Souls, they've, like, got a huge thing around it. Dust Force is kind of the same, like, a super, like, competitive community as well as just, like, uh, I, I think, like, literally the people that made Dust Force, uh, Lifeformed or whatever, no, that was the guy who made the soundtrack. They, like, essentially gave control of the leaderboards and everything to the, the community just because they, like, uh, even, like, in one of the ESA or GDQ, there's a run where it's, like, whenever there's, like, someone who's cheated in a run, the uh msg triple five or like other other like of the like people who are like hardcore programmers would just like meant give the give them the replay and like the timestamp of like when the cheat like the thing occurs that's like cheated and they're just like yeah like they just they just literally gave control of atlas and everything to over to them like it, it's a great community that's pretty cool actually which is why i i want to give it to dust force uh, did we talk about speed souls did we mention that i mean I don't know shit about it. <laughs> so Dark Souls is a game, and there's a couple games that are kind of like Dark Souls that are called Dark Souls, or or they're called something else, and apparently a lot of people like to speedrun them. I mean, I could have said that. <laughs> I'm also just going to shout out um, puzzle game communities. Uh, in general, they're pretty based. You can be like, yo, how, how do I like be good in puzzles? And they'll be like, well, fam, this is how you get good. And, you know, there you go. That's yeah, just how it is. I guess it's another way of saying, like, least toxic community. I want to give an honorable mention to, I want to say it's Resident Evil 4, just because it's entertaining to look at from afar. I don't actually recommend getting into it. But. <laughs> the, the fucking thread <laughs> of when they changed the, uh, when Cyber Demon was playing on, like, different frame rates on the uh, oh, PC. Oh, God, yeah. And there's, like, the gigantic shit fest thread on speedrun.com. If you like reading, like, 
categorical drama shit, I'd recommend it. Otherwise, <laughs> steer clear. Didn't that have also the classic pack tweet where it's like, no, you should be going fast or whatever? Yeah, it, it, it's just like a lot of like arbitrary rules that were people like, like not acknowledging like, yeah, like all of these, all the rule sets we make for games are arbitrary as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's go to best marathon performance. We got CGN for the FZGX story mode at AG2014. It had like a standing ovation of like lazy nerds standing up to clap. Like that's not easy to do. I have a good story about that one actually because um, I was at that event and I was supposed to go home for a flight um, and get, like get back to work and like and do a bunch of stuff. But it kept snowing. And so I got delayed by like I think I want to say like two to three days. I forget how long. But it meant that I was able to be in the room for that run and like didn't expect that it was going to be like that cool. To, to, to see live and everything so yeah that was a great experience because yeah like before the run like like the f-zero crew we we're just hyping it up and he just fucking delivers <laughs> like he just uh like an outstanding performance in like a super impressive game uh and then next up the next recommendation alphabetically cody miller his halo run at the ag 2011 or whatever the fuck it was it was a shit run but holy fuck was it entertaining like, get some popcorn ready and watch that shit. Where he misses, like, a grenade jump just, like, so many, like, ten times in a row. And they're just like, I'm just gonna walk around. And he's, like, talking about how he, he's like, I didn't practice this. Oh, man. It's just, like, for, for like, a, a shitter like me, that just makes my soul feel good. Then we have Sinister One. Uh, he did that blindfolded uh, Mike Tyson run. Which AGGQ was that? 15, 14? Was that the same one as CGM? I think it was 2014, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's done it multiple times. Oh, wait, was that co-op with Zallard? It might have been, it's hard to say, like, Sinister One and Zallard have both done, like, wicked, impressive runs. Yeah, really, really good, yeah, blindfolded punch-out runs, but I think Sinister did it first. I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was a really cool, it was like, because that's the one where, like, he also got, like, multiple hits on, on Mike Tyson, too, right? And that was, like, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Then the next up is Kirk U. Die Hard. This is a... The feet percent or feet power? What is it? Yeah, the, the just like Die Hard is a game. I think it was AGQ twenty thirteen. I want to say thirteen. Yeah, 13. yeah, it was yeah, an yeah, older yeah. one. Yeah, it was AGQ twenty thirteen because the twenty twelve uh, SGQ twenty twelve is when he first started. Like Crazy Boss was SGQ twenty twelve. Uh, AGQ twenty thirteen was the first like when they did a bunch of Die Hard runs where it's like just like a short five minute run in between games, and it was just fucking hilarious. Or probably like the funniest routing in a game where it's like you need real like the gate like timer to pass like a few days, and if you like walk on the glass, uh, broken glass, you lower your foot power, and then walking up and down the stairs will like with broken foot power will advance time very very quickly. So the game like the run is just walking up and down stairs, and then like uh killing the killing all the guys in the last room uh without uh dying, and it's like it. it it, it, it's like a big timer of like like an intro cutscene of going over the stairs and then like hope you don't die in the last like minute it's just such a fucking funny run and the run was also really fun too because like people were really into it they did it multiple times didn't yeah, they yeah they they ran it like five times they had yeah. like a, yeah um withheld and narcissa were racing it once as well and it's it, it's just a it's just like an it's it's like an entertaining run just a final also nomination last second because I just remembered it. It also, I'm pretty sure, had a standing ovation was the uh, TGM block, uh, well, the first one 
because everyone was like, yo, this is a game that exists. What game? Uh, Touches the Grandmaster. Oh, yeah, yeah. For people who weren't like aware of like high tier, what, what like the highest level of gameplay is in puzzle yeah. games. like Or that, you know, you can play invisible and stuff. People really good at puzzle games and Tetris. So it's like they're fucking good. And now forever, those games are super expensive. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, I'm biased as fuck, but I, I just got to say this be- best marathon performance has to go to CGN. Nah, I'd give it to that, though. Yeah. You agree, Lurk? Yeah. Congratulations, CGN. Best marathon performance of the decade. Fucking great run all around. Anyway, best marathon commentary. I mean, the winner of this, you already know who it's going to be. So let's get some joke nominations going up. Mirrored, Wind Waker, AGQ 2013 or four- 13, I think. Where, um, he, like, the dude stopped speedrunning after it, mainly because of fan base. Yeah, I feel really bad for him. He, yeah, honestly, he did not deserve that fan base shitting on him like that. This run also went Reddit viral in a sense. Like, our speedrun wasn't even a thing. I just remember that the, that Wind Waker run was on our gaming before our gaming turned to shit. And the comments were just jumping on this guy for his commentary. And then I watched him I'm like, that really wasn't as bad as people made it out to be. It, it's not. It's not. Like, I just knew him as like, he would always wear a suit when he streams. That was like his gimmick. He was just like a normal speedrunner dude. And he just got like all of like the toxicity of like our speedrun or whatever that existed at the time was just focused on him for like a month. And he's like, I'm out. I'm getting out. I don't want to be involved with this shit. That run also had a really cool prize. It was the rotating Helion shield. Or no, it was the Triforce, sorry, not the shield. It was a rotating Triforce. It was pretty epic. Next up is like Trihex with the Super Mario Odyssey, the first year they had it, where it's like they had like a PowerPoint of like all the commentary like ready to go, like everyone everything written down. And he shared it publicly with like, you can follow along and, and you know what we're going to say next. It was the most like mechanical thing. They read it line for line. Because <laughs> yeah, like Trihex, when he's just like, you, you, you know, like uh, just talking freely, it's like he, he can give like fucking great commentary. But it's like the, the, the way they did that, it was just so like soulless. Like timed jokes <laughs> that like really didn't hit because you knew that they were coming up if you were following along. scripted commentary like that is the worst jeez talk about like comedic timing with none of the comedy and none of the timing and then the last nominee and obviously the winner fucking blecky any game he's ever commentated on it's just fucking great i'd suggest ninja 5-0 he did a really good uh actually scripted commentary for that he does script his commentary but it just feels so much more natural he's got a he's got a really good way of speaking that just i don't know yeah it's like his charisma just works with it Congratulations, Blecky, for best marathon commentary of the decade. Best speed run meme. This one's pretty, pretty coveted. Uh, my personal favorite plugs in Hori controller. Goddamn. I love it. It just works with everything of the whole like drama of like people wanting to s- categories or leaderboard splits of being on the authentic version. And then they plug in that Hori controller. Goddamn. I love that meme. Another hot meme is whenever there's a like a new glitch found and it's just like, oh, we're gonna gotta make that new category, like a uh, link to the past when uh, the Yuzuhara bottle warp was found and uh, someone submitted it was like any percent, no save and quit, no X, no Y, before they just had like no major glitches, uh, and they submitted like the run with that because it's like, oh, well, this, this glitch isn't banned by the rule set, and then like they got shit on by the mods and. Category drama like that is is like 
that's my bread and butter. I love that shit. Remove horror was a huge meme, but honestly, that's like in my in my shit posting career, that's my one regret because horror he did nothing wrong. Let's be honest, horror oh, oh, he didn't deserve any of the hate he got. Just a dude who and and we all shit on him for no like no good reason. I I, I that's like my big regret. All the other stuff I shit post about, I stand by. It's fucking hilarious. But that remove we should reinstate him because he was a decent dude. I wouldn't necessarily go that far, but I, you know, I, I I would. He got definitely mistreated by <laughs> Twitch Extremely in the aftermath so. yeah. of all he that. He just kind of he was stuff. so like abused so much, and he just didn't deserve any of it. That shouldn't happen to to someone. Like I I don't like agree with with how he was handling emotes and the decisions and what the thing you know what the remove horror thing was about necessarily like. I don't think he was doing necessarily a great job, but like being called in to to, to your boss to explain furry porn and stuff yeah. and then like having to sign an NDA so that you can't like sue after you get fired and, and like, like all that like ah that's just grimy. Yeah, Twitch is the real villain behind the scenes in that scenario. Like hor- horror did some, you know, questionable things. I don't think he did anything wrong. I don't care what you jerk off to. Nothing wrong with that. No, it, it has <laughs> nothing it's it's literally just about emotes at the end of the day. And even then, it's like, it was Twitch's rules that were, because, like, of, like, oh, you can't have emotes based on, like, Rift from a game. So people have, would have, like, the egg from Yoshi's Island or Mike Tyson. Like, it was an ambiguous thing. He had a job where it's, like, the rule set he was given didn't make sense. Like, nothing he did was wrong, I don't think. Well, there was something, well, there was that, too. But then, like, the, what what sparked the controversy in the first place was a tweet that I made after Cypher had one of his emotes taken down. And, like, the reason that they gave it was that, like, the, the uh, horror said that he, like, he thought it was, like, some Hello Kitty shit. And that was, like, like the direct line was that he thought it was some Hello Kitty shit. And it was, like, definitely not. Like, if you had looked into it even a little bit, it was, like, not from that show. And then, meanwhile, he's uploading a global emote of his fursona, you know, or the fursona of his boyfriend or whatever. And that's what people latched on to start, like, shitting on him for, which shouldn't have happened. Yeah, yeah when, he, when that could have been, like, he thought it was, like, copyright infringement or some shit of, of something that's like oh this is obviously copyright infringement whereas nightlight he owned right, that right so we were complaining about the review process not yeah. like the fact that he's a furry yeah yeah that's like, like perfectly understandable but <laughs> and now there's no review process at all and twitch is just a massive copyright infringement yeah it's really interesting how far we've come from one person was moderating all of like a seemingly one person was in charge of moderating all of the emotes across of twitch and like really keeping up on copyright and now it's just like who cares although i guess capcom did release that one thing about like using their emotes for commercial purposes and stuff like that like images from their games and whatnot like they're the first company to put out a statement about it you mean i can't spotify on stream there's something called copyright oh no i mean copyright with streaming in in general is kind of weird like you can play the game but like like do you have the rights to like even stream footage of the game it's 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 mm-hmm. it, it, it's like yeah it's, it's like there's yet to be a giant court case on it but if twitch like gets that much more rich i guess it's already bought by bezos like there could be some kind of like nintendo or some game company suing someone i, I like i could see that happening of like oh no well, we didn't give you the rights to this or some shit anyway this is this is what talking about me speedrun memes leads to dude uh we're off topic Anyway, that's why it's in the nominations for one of the best ones. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, there was a lot of shit related to it. So another one that's never happened before. People yelling that at the uh, marathons. I don't. I don't. I don't think it's that great. Streets one twelve though. That's fucking great. 
I still kind of like personally, I, I like plugs in horror controller more because it's like it, it's related to category drama. But Streets 112, I think, is like the obvious winner of like best speedrun meme. It's like legendary. It's really iconic. It's actually so iconic that it gets translated for memes. I remember when I was reading donations for the GSPS, the Polish speedrun marathon, uh, as a joke, the, somebody donated and the, the donation comment was Streets 112, but it was translated into Polish and like the names were changed to be more like Slavic and everything. So you just like <laughs> have me saying it the way that uh, it was said in the original clip. And then like my house is just kind of staring at me at my door like, dude, what the fuck is going on? Why are you yelling into your microphone? Yeah, if you don't, if you iconic. if you can't recite at least a few lines from it, like you you haven't been in the speed run like community because that's like that's part of the heart and soul of it. And M R R L time, me and fucking Mark Russo. The other good thing about it is that it works for people even outside of speed running. Like he's getting so excited over like <laughs> literally staring at the ground and running forward, seemingly yeah, for people yeah, who yeah, don't know what's happening. Like... So it's just hilarious with with like with even without the context. And it's not even like it wasn't a video of him doing it. It was like him like talking about it like long after the fact. <laughs> like and he's still yeah. So the real hyped. clip isn't isn't the way that it is in the in the video. Yeah, it's it's cut together to be more like more yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just <laughs> fucking hilarious. It's so good though. What what a yeah, Streets 112. Oh, what? Ryan Lockwood? That's, That's his name, yeah. 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 So yeah, Streets 112, best speedrun meme. And then there's kind of like anti-speedrun content, stuff that like, it turns people that speedrun into variety streamers. And that's what this award is for. Game that turned the most speedrunners into variety streamers. The nominees are Binding of Isaac, Mafia, and the obvious winner, Mario Maker. If you were there the day, like the week that game was released, holy shit, there was no speedrunning on Twitch that week, except for like people like me who had streaming to like two viewers. To Hitbox. <laughs> oh yeah, at the time, uh, yeah. Those were good days. Like, try, like we lost Trihex to Mario Maker for several years. <laughs> he didn't return to speedrunning uh, until like, you know, a few months ago or whatever the fuck. I feel like you could also replace Mafia with Among Us at this point as well. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. It's still like it doesn't hold a candle to Mario Maker. No, like it's crazy, bonkers. And people do like to pretend that Binding of Isaac is a speedrun, even though it's really not, so... I mean, yeah, it's like, you're just playing Binding of Isaac. I mean, I guess they have a timer going, so whatever. Anyway, Mario Maker easily wins that award. Next up, best medium to discuss speedrunning. Now, we have the SDA forums. Those are kind of dead. Speedrun.com. Keep in mind, this is of the decade. It's only recently gotten those forums... Uh, and even then, a lot of it, it's like, you know, it's functionality has been iffy. Something awful. I ain't paying for that shit. IRC up to 2015 ish. That was like that was the, that was the thing. Uh, if you weren't on the, you know, SDA and the SRL IRC server, like you, you weren't in the speed scene. That's somewhat gone now. Discord. It's kind of become the new standard, but that's still like the past few years. I hate Discord. I want to put it out there. Like as as amazing as it is, it is potentially one of the worst things to ever happen to speedrunning. <laughs> Holy crap. And now the last nominee, Twin Galaxies. I mean, they've been around for fucking ever as well as their forums, which is why they are winning. Best medium to discuss speedruns, Twin Galaxies. Best non-video gaming related speedrun. The nominees are... Chug a 2 liter. Preheat oven to 450 degrees Fahrenheit. Eat a bowl of oatmeal. Order pizza. 
Baconator Challenge, Pencil Sharpening, and last but not least, Elevator Rides. All right. Yo, Elevator Percent was bullshit. Holy crap. <laughs> GDQ literally broke the elevators at a hotel because of fucking Elevator Percent. So yeah, SRO MISC. A lot, there was a big like uh, movement to purge MISC. And I gotta say, that was a big mistake as far as the, like, the culture of speedrunning goes. Because uh, I remember watching um, Peaches streaming the Eat a Bowl of Oatmeal where it was like, I think it was like two packs of oatmeal. And then uh, he just like like uh, wolfed it down instantly. And then like a different person, he won that race. And then a different person challenged him to eat like a four pack of, of uh, oatmeal. And he like he's just just like all right, I got all I got it's already right here. He fucking wolfs it down, beats that person too, and he's like, I'm still not full. <laughs> if anybody who's like had an open challenge of like anymore, anyone else wants to challenge me to eat a bowl of oatmeal, it's like I'll take it on. Chug a two liter had a lot of people who uh, really shouldn't erase that because uh, it might look easy. It's not. <laughs> don't 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 chug a two liter if uh if you just uh if you're not like practiced on ingesting large amounts of liquid because yeah bad things happen when you do that the best non-video gaming related speed runs are the ones that like don't necessarily put you at a health risk in, in order to do them <laughs> you know yeah the baconator challenge i think like yashichi ate a baconator in 47 seconds if memory serves jeez wow and pencil sharpening i mean that's just wasteful they would try to grind it down they made a video game about it, so it's much better. But I gotta say, the 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 easy winner for me was preheat oven to four fifty. That was just fucking great. Watching streams of that was the shit. I really have to mention again how stupid elevator rides were. If you were at that SGDQ, holy fucking shit! <laughs> the worst because the thing is, SGDQ is in the basement essentially of that hotel, so you had to take elevators even from the main floor to go down. And what pe the elevators were not the best. Oh, yeah. I think it was like 20, 2015 or 16, I think. Yeah. So what people decided to do was to speed run the how long it would take for them to get to the foyer of GDQ, which, you know, is whatever. And then it elevated to, well, let's hit every single button on the elevator <laughs> and race to the bottom. And then literally the same day that category came out, the elevators broke. So then everyone had to take the stairs. Yeah. Speedrunners can kind of be assholes without even intending to. Anyway, next up, whew, most entertaining drama. So, uh, Remove Horror, to me, that wasn't that entertaining. That was just cruel. Dragster, fucking 457, 454, that's like, if you don't, like, do I even need to explain it if you don't know what that shit is? You need the human element to understand it. Oh, my favorite part of uh, the Dragster shit was when they pulled up, like, um, one of the uh, staff at, like, Twin Galaxies pulled up, like, a blueprint of the Atari and then, like, pointed it at, like, two, like, the crystal oscillators. And he's like, yeah, look at these two, like, in the blueprint, there's, like, these two crystal oscillators. And it's like, these uh, behave and, like, they can behave, like, chaotically to allow that for, like, un like weird things to happen. was so bullshit to read. Holy crap. So people were creating ROM hacks to try to get... The quote unquote best time and it turns out people can't even rom hack correctly so they were they were like in their patches to just make the game auto shift and everything they actually changed the way the game functions so for half the thread you have people going well i saw a clip of somebody doing it and it's like well yeah that was a rom hack yeah and then there were people 
Ben Heck had a video about disassembling Dragster and had Todd Rogers on there to like see what and then, he could yeah, find. Yeah, they use Omni Gamer spreadsheet too, and they like verified that it's like yeah, this this is accurate. And, yeah, in the whole video, he's just like nodding his head because he knows he's fucked. Oh yeah, it's like I I don't know if Todd like still like believes that he got a four fifty four or not. In his mind, he might still think he did it. He does. My favorite thing of the dragster thing is though it's like after like so many people like disassembling the code to be like this is not mathematically possible all the evidence like I get, like to say that this was bullshit the reason when they like finally removed the time for twin galaxies wasn't any of that it was like oh another one of our old boys is like casting doubt on his character where it's like oh Remember like this. they learned nothing that thread got locked multiple times. I think they milked that drama because no one was actually going and visiting Twin Galaxies. Well, yeah, possibly they just saw it as yes, like Yes, absolutely. A... I remember that their their view their view count just fucking skyrocketed. I think at one point they were advertising the fact that they were going to have an announcement or whatever. Like they were pure milking it. Yeah, that like everything related to Dragster was great. It's like pretty much the, it's the obvious winner of this category, but like it's just honorable mentions, not nominees, because like the all the drama around Turbo of like um, it is Turbo in general. What what was the there was like a Mega Man run cipher like look through and it was uh it, it was from like the Japanese runner where it's like they they would just uh like to them they just use Turbo they never had a problem with it you know in the Western speed running they were like were like nah nah you don't use that shit that's bad yeah Turbo seems to come up in every single community at least once they get like big enough as like especially for like RPG runs and other stuff where it's like it's always because it's there like it's such like a readily available thing there'd be a controllers and other stuff not only is like turbo readily available but so is the solution of just make a category for it there's also like the fact that turbo doesn't necessarily always help there's some categories that are just like yes feel free to use turbo because who cares about all this text get rid of it at some point uh rsi is going to be a thing in the speedrunning community and i feel there will be a massive change in tone to turbo but oh yeah because that's like another thing like uh we had like the last episode we talked about it where it's like a lot of the games that uh, they want to have, like, allow Turbo just for RPGs with fast text. Uh, but even, like, outside of that, it's, like, just if creating a category that where it's, like, Turbo's allowed or a tag for it. Kind of like you can have a tag for, like, the which region you're playing on. Like, you could have a tag for the controller you, you're using and if Turbo's enabled or not. Well, congratulations, Draxer. The most entertaining drama that has come out in the speedrunning scene of the decade. Best laugh, Blue Glass. Comfiest run. Jai Motion, Thomas Was Alone, or Puexel Chrono Trigger. And I'm biased as fuck here. I, I just gotta say Thomas Was Alone. I fell asleep during that run. God damn, that was comfy. That run was super comfy. You can watch it on our YouTube. It is just so good. Yeah, honorable shout out to Puexel and, and Chrono Trigger. I, I always enjoy watching Chrono Trigger as just a speed run because it's one of my favorite RPGs and I just find it comfy and it's also actually like a good, like legitimately good speed run. I, I guess another shout out would be the uh, a person recommended in the next category, the next uh, award. Comfiest stream. Uh, Feasel, because uh, this is of the decade and Feasel's Final Fantasy runs. If y'all remember his webcam and like, uh, that's just the chill is like, his, his voice is like very, he, he's very like non-aggressive. Just lulls you into this sense of comfort. And then like Final Fantasy, he's just running Final Everything about it was just like, that was like the most chill shit ever. Uh, the next up, Yagamoth. He'll play a bunch of cool games, but he like his accent. Goddamn, it's the smoothest shit I've ever heard. He's known for Secret of Mana, right? Secret of Mana, a few other games. He's he's done quite a, a handful. 
Yeah, he's got a good library. Yeah. Ice plug. He's kind of known. I remember on a lot. There's a lot of like uh, dumb meme shit of like images of like the GDQ, like how it's really operated amongst like the shadow government or whatever. And uh, I just remember seeing like Ice Plug was like the monitor drone, <laughs> where he's like he doesn't need to eat or sleep. He's just in the in the marathon room watching everything. Uh, so that's why Yagamoth, Ice Plug, and Feasel are the nominees. And the winner is Feasel. I agree. I've fallen asleep to those streams. It was so comfy. Feasel, comfiest stream of the decade. I know you're super busy with speed gaming and everything now, which makes sense, but hopefully there'll be a return maybe in the next decade of uh, the Final Fantasy 1 speedruns. All right, coming up next, best accent. As I already mentioned, Yagamoth. If you haven't seen the, heard this guy's voice, goddamn. He's got such a buttery smooth accent. He's like, uh, I think he's like from Switzerland, I want to say. Uh, TMR, Mexican runner. I, I, I could listen to him say puta madre all day. It's just fucking, it just rolls off the tongue. I'd got, he's kind of like more known amongst the ESA crowd, but he's got like a, a very, he's the guy I mentioned earlier where he's just like, like super fucking German. And then uh, Nubist, who's super fucking Finnish. I, I remember, yeah, it's like he, he got really Twitch famous for playing Dark Souls back in the day. He's one of the wobblers, right? Yep. Don't ask him about the dinner, though. He'll like get flashbacks. But uh, yeah, Finnish, nice, you know, nice Finnish accent, really smooth. And then Adam A.K., he has like a nondescript British accent because I remember like asking uh like Flicky and other people like from Britain oh, it's like wh like what city is that and they're like it, like it, it that doesn't that's not from like any particular city it's just like non it's like a generic British that doesn't actually belong anywhere in Britain he has such a weird accent but goddamn is it a nice accent I want to give an honorable mention to Kajik it's not necessarily his accent but most people will know him for the fact that he speaks really quickly because. Polish is just a naturally fast language, but it, it's accented, but it, it I know that accent is not a lot of people's cup of tea, but I just want to give it an honorable mention. And to me, it's like Adam A.K. would probably be the runner up because he has a smooth voice, but it ain't as smooth as Yagamoth. Goddamn. Most influential speedrunner. Narcissa. Siglemic. Uyama. Radix. Hodoruby. Radix uh, was the dude who made SDA. For the he's not as like famous as like you know Siglemic Narcissa Yama, but it's like like starting SDA is like kicked a lot of the shit off. And now we started in the two thousands, but the influence has lasted over to the twenty tens, which is why he's still on. Oda Ruby's kind of in that same boat, right? Yeah, he kind of did a lot of like foundational speed runs that have been like benchmarks for a lot of people who got into it around that time i think people have to remember with sda is that it would probably still be alive if gdq used it as their forum of choice for still discussing the event basically as soon as gdq hopped off of it the forum died Even, yeah and it, which is weird because it's like the forum was like people used it before gdq too but it's i guess like srl and like speedrun.com or like became a thing at the same time yeah gdq was basically it's life support and as soon as the plug was pulled people were like well we got other options Anyways, the award for most influential speedrunner goes to Usain Bolt. Congratulations, Usain Bolt. Most influential speedrunner of the decade. And now, most influential speedrun specifically. Honestly, I was thinking of like Half-Life Done Quick, Half-Life 2 Done Quick. And I was like, oh, these are all from the 2000s. But it's like, you know, kind of like Radix, like their influences has like, you know, still stayed clear. Uh, 
strong over the uh, years. S Super Mario Bros. 3 Super Play by Morimoto. It's like a tool-assisted run is what we call it today, but back then it was called a Super Play, which is what I think we should call it now still, because it's just better. Next up, our award for biggest shitter of the decade. This is the most coveted award. And the winner is... Pidge zero underscore one. Now, a lot of shitters, it's like they kind of make a, the occasional joke, but some people, like Pidge, they just stick to it consistently for like a long-ass time, just always giving you that shit. Who else polishes their knob right at a marathon live on camera, honestly? Yeah, it's honestly, yeah, it's like uncontested biggest shitter is Pidge zero one, so congratulations. Smallest shitter, laser long. Next award, most likely to wiggle his finger and say, don't mind if I do, when he sees a donut. And the nominees are Nigleria. And the winner is... I hope it's me. It's Nigleria! Yes! Oh my god. <laughs> oh, Everything I've been doing with NASA and speedrunning has been for this moment right now. God damn it. Thank you so much. Congratulations, Nigleria. Most likely to wiggle his finger and say, don't mind if I do when he sees a donut of the decade. Congratulations. Next up, best train wreck. So this is a really entertaining award and, and something that is just, it's it's kind of like, like, like a good bad movie. Like you can't really, like you can't try to have a train wreck. It's just something that has to evolve naturally. And our nominees are, Easter Speedsters, the marathon that Chippy put together back in, I want to say, April of some year. NASA won. The first day. The first day of NASA won was literally shit. Oh my gosh. I'll try and link a picture for folks in the description to look at that uh, features Motion just looking absolutely bewildered at a computer <laughs> <laughs> set up as we try to get set up for NASA won. Yeah, we didn't have working layouts <laughs> the first day. It was, uh, it was a very awful wreck we had to switch streaming programs partway through because xsplit didn't allow us to have layouts without lagging the stream the hotel lied about their internet so the vods on youtube are in 720p you had really crappy 480p live during the event it was uh it was something and we also had afrothon oh jeez. and lastly pvt running spookathon on the nasa channel which apparently broke Twitch. Yeah, this one's very notable. So what happened was Private was hosting the stream off of his computer because back in the day, that was the meta. You would just kind of have all the, all the scenes and you would just stop streaming, start streaming onto the next person, relay it through. He was in the middle of his run, his own run, and then he got grounded, but he couldn't touch the computer. So the computer was still streaming, just absolutely nothing. So what I had to do was I actually had to start the stream up for the next run and then I like hosted my own channel and then at some point Twitch came in and the ch the channel was so screwed up when I stopped streaming on my account it like completely broke the channel to the point where Twitch had to like manually just clear out our stream key and kill everything on it. It, it was terrible. It, we literally had to get like IT to come into the chat and like fix it. And the award goes to Easter Speedsters. Yeah, as funny as the Spookathon tech shit was, like it doesn't compete with Easter Speedsters. 
I don't think we should talk about anything that happened during it, but it's like, if you saw it, you know. Next up, least impressed of the decade. So this award is also something that is visual, so I will also link a description to this GIF down into this description of wherever you're listening at, but uh, the award goes to Jai Motion, just stopping a clap mid-hype right as the guy's about to do it. Uh, just by simply existing. Oh, it's actually related to that. <laughs> related to Jai. I, I want to give uh, the most Giga Brain uh, Speedrunner award to License to Bill. At, I remember at NASA 1, there was one point where Jai Motion uh, drank a little too much alcohol, and he was like stumbling around like the setup, and, and, it's, and we're just like, oh shit, he might like fall into the computer, like a bunch of cables. It's like, he could get hurt. Like the stream would be fucked, like everything would be bad, but like no one like or, like no one could move him. He like wanted to like sit in a chair like behind the thing. And then License to Bill just walks up to him and is like, I challenge you to a thumb war. And then and then like while he's doing like Jai Motion was like, Oh, it's on. And he just like focused so much on the thumb war that he didn't realize like License to Bill was like pulling him out of the room. <laughs> I was like, Holy shit, Bill is like the smartest person on the planet. That, it was the most gigabrain shit I've ever seen. So, like, gigabrain award goes to license to Bill. Best marathon surprise. This award goes to the best surprise that happened during a marathon. The nominees are Bioshock, where a blue screen just happens. But it wasn't a blue screen. But it was a blue screen. And then we have Barkley Shut Up and Jam. Yeah, so in this one, uh, they were trying to do the ending, and the computer kept crashing right as he was going to do the final dunk. It kept happening, like, a couple times. He wasn't actually able to finish the game, from my understanding. Yeah, there's like, a DLL thing that didn't work for Windows 10 or something. And the devs were right there. They were just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> this is our fault, shit. Yeah, that's another run, actually, where because I was delayed from the, you know, earlier when I was talking about the, the winter and stuff for, for that AGQ. So that was a run I ended up being in the crowd for that was like unexpected. So I was super happy to be there too. Yeah, the pizza moment. Like yeah, that, that was yeah. that was a great <laughs> run. That should have been nominated for run of the decade too. Fucking laser lungs, Barkley showing up in jam guide and is that was that was fucking entertaining. Yeah, yeah. And the award goes to <laughs> I thought you guys were gonna say something there, but I guess not. Uh well I guess Barkley, yeah. Bioshock was pretty great, but Barkley's also really good, but I think Barkley was... I, I'm kind of biased because I was there for it, but yeah, I gotta say Barkley. Bioshock is definitely up there, though. Next award, best speedrun jingle. We got Ice Plug with the Star Song. It's the star song. The funking star that song. Funky yeah. star it's like, song. You, yeah, you know it. And then uh, Jai with the Goof, goof Troop. One and I'm pretty sure it's like one and six. One and six. Can't fuck up if it's one and six. I open the video and it's just loading now. Okay, it's one and three. One and three. Can't fuck up if you kick one and three. Now I gotta say, Jai's jingle is pretty good, but it doesn't have the you know the melodic content of the star song, which is why I gotta give this win to Ice Plug for the star song. I still sing the star song to this day because it's so know, good. Just, it's so good. Most, most confusing. <laughs> what is this? Most wait? confusing. <laughs> That's perfect. You have most to keep confusing that. gamer fuel. 
Ashtagu 2014, I don't know if y'all were there, but there was a restaurant nearby. It was a combination KFC and A&W. Now, I've seen a lot of combination restaurants, but they'll always have, like, the same licensing of, like, the like their parent companies. KFC is licensed with Pepsi. A&W is licensed with Coke. And it's like, they were just both together there, serving both. And I was so fucking confused. I'm like, how? Aren't there, like, wh- what's going on? I still don't understand how that place existed. Easily the most confusing gamer fuel, which is why it wins the award. Yeah, congratulations, KFC and the A&W from SGDQ 2014, wherever you're still at. Hopefully they're still open for business. Most wholesome moment. This is for the most wholesome moment in speedrunning. The nominees are Simply's parents congratulating him live. I don't think there's any more wholesome moments than that. I can think of one. Um, The endings of... RPG Limit Break, where they do like the speeches at the end about mental health and stuff uh, like that. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Yep, I do remember that. I think that's a pretty wholesome moment, sharing about their like the struggles and like their personal connections with the charity going on. All right, guys, what's the winner for this one? Simply, because it's it's just so like it's kind of like Ariel winning son. Like it, it it's it's famous. It's it's just it's like everything that you want out of a wholesome moment. Yeah, congratulations, simply and simply's parents for your wholesome speedrunning moment of the decade award. Best speed country. Now this one I figured out with math a while ago, where I took the uh, number of users from uh, speedrun.com by country and figured and like took the populations of those countries and the most speedrunners per capita by a factor of at least like three, I think, is Finland. Probably because uh, everyone I've talked to, that's like there's nothing to do in Finland <laughs> other than go to like a bunch, like a crap ton of hot springs. Kind of like how in uh, the U.S. and Canada, there's like a Starbucks or a Tim Hortons on every corner. In Finland, there's like hot springs everywhere. So they all speed run, which makes it the best speed country. Wow, that's a fascinating fact about the hot springs. I didn't expect that they would be all into hot springs. Like that. <laughs> I didn't either. I don't really know much about Finland. All right, best speedrun podcast, and the nominees are the Sunday Sequence Break, uh, that was with uh, Fiesel, um, PJ. Ooh, I'm gonna forget. Flicky, Flicky, and Flicky. Duck Fist. Yes, thank you, thank you. Um, Duck Fist was like a behind the scenes dude for it. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Duck Fist. Um, My insane pace with Alton Cider. Uh, final split, which was Golden, uh, Spike Vegeta, and am I forget- Darkman. And Darkman, yes. Uh, Real time chatting, which was with uh, Joshima's and S. Am I right? I think that's right. I think so. I think that's right. Um, then we have the Frame Savers with who the heck? Is that? Uh, Author Blues and someone. <laughs> this one I I uh I only saw one episode of I think like the first episode I don't remember it. Well, someone else, and, uh, and then Warp World with uh, Grand Pooh Bear and um two other people who name I'm also gonna blank on. Damn. Anyway, it's like the winner of this one. It pretty much has to be like they did it first and they did it the best. TSSB Sunday Sequence Break. Yeah, for sure. Still by by large the uh, best podcast for speed running that has been produced. Uh, thus and actually, far. yeah, originally, yeah, originally it was uh, the, the people we mentioned, but I remember uh, by the end of it, uh, Great Gilder Sneeze was also part of it. Everyone was trying to mimic Sunday Sequence Break. Oh, yeah. Because it was just like, so Final good. Like Final Split was meant to be its like spiritual successor, I think. That's what they were like aiming for. The, the way they like set it up, the way they did everything, they just, they just did it right. 
it was great. I think it was also the timing of when they were doing it too. Like the community was a lot smaller and more sort of tighter knit. Another thing they they did was like uh, they announced like all the world records that week and like at the start when they started doing it that was like perfectly reasonable. Yeah. But by the end of it, it was like all right, there's just too much. This is like the entire episode now. Yeah, you got Dugong submitting thirty fucking records for his NES games, and it's like okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you would tune in on Sunday to see what new world records were, and if you got a new world record, you would tune in so you could see and go like, hey, that's my new world record. Now you just go to speedrun.com and you're just like, holy crap, there's a lot of them. Best crew. MHC, the Metroid Hunters crew. Jope crew. I'd be surprised. Like, I imagine a lot of the, you know, post-2015 speedrunning audience, like, uh, Dark Ares, do you know who the Jope crew is? Honestly, no. Yeah, it's like Jope, Sicko, Giano. Fuck, I know there's others. uh, There's like, they're like a more of like the you know sda forums era yeah see those are those are names that like i can pick out some of them and i know who those people are i just didn't realize that there was like a crew yeah 502 crew the wobbler slash wigglers but uh you know as far as speed running goes the best speed crew is the mhc shoutouts to you know dark spine sonic shadow jackie worcester uh burton little duke duke i don't know if he's part of it but he should be he's cool Ring Rush? I don't know if he's part of it or not. Technically he is. So is Adam AK. Oh, yeah. Like, Adam AK is like an honorary yeah. member. <laughs> oh, and Tri- Trihex. And Trihex, yeah. I don't know what their relationship is nowadays. I but, mean, it lives yeah. in, like, you know, it's in the heart, man. Best Speedrunner Assembly. Uh, we haven't figured this one out yet. The next awards will uh, tell you. Yeah, we'll figure it out within the next decade or so. Best Speed Mascot. Now, when we had Nando at uh, NASA 2017... I want to say it was, I was like, that was like the first time we're like, yeah, speed mascots are great. And then GDQ, like all everything good about GDQ, they copied from us. Let's be honest. Uh, they, they had their own velocity <laughs> and it's all right, but it ain't no Nando, which is why best speed mascot is Nando. Nando is such a beast. He survived me just body checking him in the, that was a great stream. Goddamn. He survived death at the event. He was dead for a little bit. He was. He got stabbed. Multiple times. Multiple sure. times, and he's still kicking it at Zasbat's place. Yeah, didn't they stitch him up before they took him over the border to his current home? Yeah, I mean, otherwise he would have bled out. Dude's just a champ. All right, and the final award we have, Best Marathon. Uh, only one na- a nominee because it wins by a mile, Memathon. Goddamn, that was a good marathon. Congratulations, Memathon. Best marathon of the decade. Well done. Ooh, all right. We've gone through so many awards, my brain is like kind of slowly turning to mush. What do we even do for an outro? I don't even remember. Goddamn. We'll, ha- we'll, we'll post a link for uh, to Q&A. If you want to ask us questions or just talk shit to us, go for it. Yeah, check the descriptions below for any links to the images and stuff we talked about. I'll try and link, you know, the songs we mentioned, the marathon surprise clips, stuff like that. Join our Discord. We play video games on stream Sunday, and our Discord's a cool place. Yeah, thanks for tuning in, folks, and we'll see you next month.